Let me try and call Jenny because she says I can call her and let's see if this works. Hello, is that Jenny? Yes. Hi Jenny, it's Louise Romulan. Hello, how Hi. are you? I'm good, have I called you at a bad time? I got really excited. No, not at all, not at all. How lovely to Oh, it's so nice to talk because I got your tweet and I wrote back saying, can I call you now? And then you didn't... Oh, sorry, I wasn't looking. I no. I exhausted myself on Twitter, that fucking Isle of Wight fucking Oh shit. my God, so this is what I wanted to talk to you about because I completely agree with you. So... I'm so glad you said yes because I'm on tour at the moment like yourself and I'm doing um I'm just recording voice notes on tour and talking about behind the scenes and I thought if I did a podcast of going along the way then people might like what they hear and then come along to the tour shows um and then I saw your Isle of Wight thing and I'm recording this call and I can include that or I can take that out whatever you feel more comfortable but I just have no I you can keep in what you like it's just Tell us what happened. Tell us what happened, Jenny. I'm on Twitter very often. Right. And this kind of, it skins me. It really did, you know, when you feel really raw. Yeah. It was such a a sort of innocuous thing that how it started. You know, I got to the Isle of Wight. We'd been, we'd overspent our tour budget. I don't know how you're feeling about um, staying overnight in hotels. Hotels have gone through the roof in the past year. It's, it's really, it's a huge expense and I try and drive home where I can and if I can't drive home, I've asked friends and just asked people and said, can I stay with you instead with the dog yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I'm doing, I'm, the tour's going very well. I'm very lucky. I've got a fantastic tour manager. I can't drive on motorways. This is pathetic, I know. And John does the hotel bookings for me. He's a hugely experienced tour manager. I'm probably the smallest act he's ever taken out on the road. Sometimes I think, oh, God, John, I'm really sorry. We're not doing a stadium. And all I've got is a chair and a bucket. That's all I have on stage. And he's used to sort of having three trucks, you know. He's going wow. Arctic trucks and things like that. He's going out with Bill Bailey um, for December when I'm off. Wow. Um, it's an, You know, that's a stadium tour and he has 17 crews. So wow. Like, it's kind of, you know, but... And we overspent our tour budget on hotels last week because we had a couple of nice hotels. Yeah. And in the old days, these had all been within the budget and hotels, because they're trying to get back off their knees. Yeah. Even, and it's half term. And yeah. Because everyone's still holidaying. And what people don't realise is that when we talk about it in the budget, it's when, before we go on tour, we say, right, if we're going to sell 100 tickets and make £1,000, we're yeah. going to spend... You know, twenty five percent of that is going to have to go on car and hotel. So we'll we'll put aside two hundred fifty quid to yeah. cover hotels and thingies. John as well, and I'm fifteen percent to the manager. Yeah, so there's lots so, of lots know, of costs. People don't realise how many costs there are in in touring. They don't even think about the stopping for sta- sandwiches. They don't even realise. <laughs> um, they no, don't. I mean, I, yeah, I'm a, maybe I am a bit spoiled, but. Um, I'm happy with the premiere. It's very happy. I'll do travel lodges. I do Ibis. But can I just say it's so important? So I won't stay in an Ibis or a travel lodge anymore just because I found the carpets to be disgusting and you want to keep your shoes on. And I think it's so difficult, especially if you're a female. Any complaints that you make, people might think you're being a diva or demanding or hard work. 
And it's really simple. We've got a job to do and we've got people paying tickets in order for us to do our job to the best capacity that we can. And so in order to enable that, you've got to feel comfortable, you've got to feel secure. And travelling away from home, after we've been locked down in a pandemic, simple things like having a hotel room where you feel comfortable, where you feel safe, where you feel clean, makes such a difference to a good night's sleep so you can do a good show the next day or coming back off a show and and just checking in and feeling like you can relax because you've just delivered a show. So if the hotel feels irksome or dirty or gross or weird... It can ruin... Oh, it... this is beyond. I mean, this is, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, we, when we arrived in the car park, we just laughed. We laughed for about five minutes because it just looked derelict. Really? Just, yeah. <laughs> and it, but the thing was, and this is another thing people don't understand, and I got so many... It was, it was like, you know, a constant barrage of people telling their grandmother how to suck fucking eggs. Go, oh, hold on, I've been touring for 40 years. Wow. And, you would um, think you'd know, right? You'd I, think I, you'd I know. I know how the night goes. So I arrive at, we arrived at this place at quarter to five. We, um, my show's quite early. I don't know what time. What time do you start your show? Uh, normally about eight o'clock. I'm on stage well, I'm at eight o'clock. Oh, well, lovely. I'd like to be out by nine. Yeah, so sounds good. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I need to be at the theatre. We arrived at quarter to five. We were leaving at quarter past five to get to the theatre for half past five. You know, there's a lot of stuff needs uh, setting up, sound checking, all those kind of things. I've got to iron my costume. So I sat on the edge of this bed for half an hour, just feeling so upset that we'd got it so wrong. But I was blaming us, not anybody, not the Isle of Wight. I saw your tweet and it literally just said, come in this hotel and it feels like horrible. And it didn't, it and didn't look like... good about it, which is code for, I'm actually sort of feeling like I might throw up. Yeah. And, but it, it just, it got kind of, I mean, once people started accusing me of being a spoiled cow, I mean, I just rallied back and I had all, I had photographic evidence. I mean, you know, there was the, the, the filth in the lavatory. Oh, and It's been a God. very long time since I've gone in the hotel and there's been absolutely no sh- shampoo or soap. And somebody actually tweeted back to me saying, maybe this hotel should be applauded for not having soap and shampoo. Yeah. Do you know, most hotels nowadays... They don't give you those wasteful little soaps and shampoos. They're in those refillable yeah, bottles that yeah, they yeah, yeah. wall with a metal collar. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. How it's done. Very little wasted in the hotel. Well, so they're trying. Everyone's fucking trying their best. Yeah. Anyway, so just before I went on stage, this is where it all backfired on me, and I started to feel really paranoid and mad. Just before I went on stage, I checked my Twitter, and my tweets had made the local paper. What? <laughs> Online. That's just what you want when you're about to play in yeah. city, isn't it? That and the local paper turns on you. <laughs> there was basically people saying, "Well, why doesn't she sleep under the pier?" You know. Oh wow! All this kind of stuff, and I was mortified. Of course, you would be, because you know, people like you and I immediately, you know, we we thrash, we we shout, we do, we scream, and kick our heels. But you know, once when I I'm very easily told off. I don't know about you. Very easily. Very easily. Very told easily off. told off. And then I sort of go into sniveling, kind of apologetic mode, and I feel really uh, insecure and really self-conscious. Of course, and this is why I wanted to get you on the phone because touring is your job. Like that's your livelihood, and people are paying to see you. And so if people are paying ten, fifteen, twenty pound, whatever, to see you. That's on you. So yeah, sometimes I think... Quid. Some of the yeah. as well have gone up to £22.50. That was never my intention. I think 
And also, that this, the other thing that pisses me off is that these, uh, you know, the ticket uh, companies that charge, you know, people should know to go directly to the performance website. Or yes, to yeah, some of them, that's some of them charge so, so much extra in fees. Yeah, yeah it's horrific. tickets off our website or off the uh, theatres direct. So that's just a tip for any, uh, anybody, any audiences listening. So what's important to you then when you go on tour and you're 40 years of touring, so for me, for example, what's important to me is I always try and stay somewhere that's comfortable, that I know I'm going to be comfortable, ground floor for Bernie. I've noticed that I'm rubbish if I'm running late. If I'm running late to a show and then I panic and I'm stressed and I don't do well, I'm much better getting to a venue a good two hours before the show yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, and- I'm, I'm always at the venue two hours beforehand. Uh, you know, uh, we, we, I do I do the sound checking. I do everything every night. I have some uh, bits of business that I do during the show that have to be sort of uh, sorted out before I go on stage. I have to. Uh, unfortunately, I bought two silk kimonos for uh, first half, second half, and they need ironing every fucking time. <laughs> you know, Can you tour manager not do that for you? Is no, he not going to no, do no, that? He, no, he, do, he really doesn't, and I wouldn't. Uh, you know, some some yeah. have in the past. You know, whenever I've had, I had a, a my a, my the tour manager that did me for years and years, and unfortunately during COVID went and joined the civil service. And, and my marvelous homosexual friend, he used to iron because he liked it. Oh, um, but no, I, I don't ask. John is really busy doing other things. I mean, you know. Technically, he's an absolute whiz, and I don't. I'm crap at. I'm still crap at knowing. So, what does he do? What does a tour manager do for you then? So, when you go, to, when you arrive at a venue, does he go up and set up the yeah, sets everything up, the lights, the tech, yeah. the sound, the music, yeah, everything? everything. Yeah. And so, you yeah. just come out and do a sound check. Yeah, I come out, do a sound check, and do this little bit of sort of stage business that I've got to set up for halfway through the show. And have you um, ever toured without a tour manager? Not for a very, very long time, mostly because I don't drive on motorways. Yeah. So if I was to... And uh, uh, to be honest, I've only got my first proper car this year. Oh, wow, it's, that's exciting. It's, well, I've had cars. I've had loads of cars, but none of them have had sort of like um, demisters or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I bought this um, Mini Cooper uh, Clubman. Uh, oh, gorgeous, yeah. And I love it, and it's given me a load more confidence of diving but I've yeah. got very bad eyesight I have dry eye disease which means at night after a certain time I yeah, be, it's, yeah you can't you won't be able to see the I road yeah. I can't risk it you yeah. know, it's not fair on anybody else also, I'm 61. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, and, and and you're Jenny and Claire. Like, come on now, this is not even. Well, there shouldn't that's be very much. Like you're, 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 no, but it's not. You're Jenny fucking Claire. Like, this is not a. Well, we're all we're all you know we we all have to sort of have we all have to have enough self worth to have the confidence to get on stage every night. Yes, and sometimes that is chipped away by things that happen to us, and uh, sometimes staying in a very very bad hotel and make can dent yourself work because it it rattles you it throws you but it's not just ego it's it's you're preparing to put yourself in front of a live audience so oh, you need to feel secure the door. it's the old man i'll just oh, let him in yeah do. I, I, he can't stand on the doorstep hang on <sighs> Are you doing? Um, are you meeting and greeting your audiences afterwards? No. Oh, no. see, I meet and greet them, and I'm trying to wear a mask more and more because 
I, in London, I got that non-COVID cold from doing the meet and greets afterwards, I think, and it just floors you. It's yeah. really hard to try and stay... Um, it's a three-weeker as well, that uh, non-COVID Yeah, cold. it's long. Yeah, it lasted Yeah, it lasted about three weeks for me. It's, it's a horrible one. Yeah, no, I just... It's, you know, also because I had my uh, COVID jab um, probably a, a lot earlier than you, so I, I know my immunity's on the wane now. Yeah. I've got another month to wait before I get my booster. Gotcha. So you're being extra careful. So I am being extra careful because all these dates got cancelled and then cancelled again, pushed back and pushed back. Yeah, yeah. And the idea of having to cancel, I mean, even if I wasn't ill, I'd still have to cancel because if you get COVID, you've got to be off for 10 days. You've got to self-isolate. You know, and the the ramifications of all that, it's just terrific. It's, It's a really trying time, especially not having worked for like 18 months and then suddenly to be able to tour again. You just don't want anything to jeopardise it at all. Yeah. How do you stay healthy or do you just go, do you know what, when I'm on tour, I'm going to give up on eating well? Right, I tell, right this is the other thing. I have a tour manager that barely eats. He's a tiny man. He's like an imp. I feel like Hagrid. <laughs> that's, that's kind of... And he really just doesn't think to eat. And so I... I don't forget, but I, I'm less greedy than I would be. If I was with somebody that was as you know, greedy as I can potentially be... Yeah, you just stop at McDonald's at every yeah, opportunity. I don't, yeah. I don't do that. I don't do junk food. I, I actually oh. don't. You know, it's, it's all Marks and Spencer sandwiches. Oh, yummy. But I don't do burgers and I don't do... Uh, I occasionally do chips. So. I've got a terrible crisp pan. So you're good at, so you're good at being relatively healthy and relatively, taking care of yourself. Yeah. And also, I run around on stage quite a lot, so um, it is it's sort of, I do two 45-minute halves. It's now and a half. Do you like, how do you feel about an inter- interval? Because I've never done an interval. How do you feel about an interval? How do you not lose the room? Yeah, you, you have to plan the interval right from, from when you start writing the show because it's all about structure. Oh, that's at interesting. 40, at 40 minutes, most audience start to, start to flag. You either have to have an interval there or you have to change. If you're doing an hour, you have to change your pace. You have to do something at the 40-minute mark to kind of get them back in the room. It's always, it's a natural flag. They just go a bit. And you either have to surprise them with some really sort of something incredible on stage or you have to call the interval um, and you have to come back with, you have, that's the the big problem with writing uh, a show with an interval is you have to have two intros. You have to have uh, the intro for Act 1 and then you have to have your intro for Act 2. So that's really interesting. You've got to almost start the show again, haven't you? That's yeah. what I thought it would be like. Yeah. And I couldn't do any tryouts with intervals because, you know, it's difficult. Yeah, it's hard to from. do a work in progress with an interval yeah. in it, isn't it? It's hard, yeah. 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 So it was really at the 11th hour I had this brainwave, which was, and, you know, I had to go, it involved going to a sports shop. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. I had to go to a sports shop and buy some, pra- some props and a piece of costume. So how many tour dates have you got left and where are you going next? Um, well, I've got... There are 60 altogether. There are 40 before Christmas and 20 after. Wow. So I have got a bit of a gap now because I was terribly sad. One of the venues went bust during COVID and the other one lost its roof. So I'm not back out till Saturday um, when I am... Um, I don't know where I am, Louise. I haven't got my diary here. I, I know. Do you know what? It's so funny. I'm exactly the same. And also... I think I I'm in a place called Sturminster. Where's Sturminster? Oh, and after 40 years, my geography is still really Yeah, good. my geography is so crap. Like, I'm going to Stamford um, this week, and I thought it was down south outside London, but it's not. It's up north. It's completely the opposite Stanford. direction. Yeah, Stamford Corn Exchange, yeah. Oh, now, the corn exchanges are quite odd because sometimes they're very long and thin. Are they? 
Yeah, sometimes they're easy. Sometimes there's one in uh, Cambridge that's really long and thin. Like the people at the back are about half a mile away from you. It's like forming on a tube platform. Oh, that's um, um, challenging. So, well, are you having fun? I'm so happy to be back. I love being back. I love the audiences. I love the shows. My only wish is that they were full and it was easier to sell and easier to get people in and get bums on seats because the people that are coming are loving the show. They're going mad for it. So I'm doing my job in that respect. I'm playing some beautiful venues, Jenny. So like yesterday I was in, where was I yesterday? In, oh, where was I yesterday? Chester. Chester, gorgeous venue. Chester Story House. Mass- oh, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. They opened that about five years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a new a one. great place to play. So it's, it's beautiful. Really, it's, it's, it's what every town should have, Chester Story has, because it's a library, it's a cinema. It's, it's a, a cafe, theater. it's everything. It's so it's, it's everything. so community-based. And so yeah. it was an 855-seater, and they've got like three or four tiers of seats, yeah. and they had it socially distanced, and I sold 177 tickets. So they had everybody from the top all spread out. So it was just a bit like, oh, God. No, no, that's absolutely fine, but it's harder when they're socially distanced. I mean... Form your own bubble. I've listened over the years. You know, I've always been with Avalon. They've sometimes booked me into places that are too big, and I've got there, and they've said, "Oh, listen, we've moved you into the foyer." <laughs> yeah, know, there's people sitting in their coats at coffee tables, and, and you know, I've just stood by the bar. Um, that's funny that I, you know the career goes up it goes down it's, it's in the middle at the moment it's quite in the middle I've noticed a slight tail off in my audiences in the past week but I think that's because my audience is very specific it's very female it's over 50 and yeah. I think everyone is getting nervous again yeah, about, very much so. Very much yeah. so about coming back out. So it's letting them know that it's safe to come back out. But that's the beautiful thing, I think, about our job is as long as we've got a live audience and an audience, like we're fine, like we're good. I mean, the first date back, I, I was at the Leicester Y, which is this lovely little musical uh, venue. Okay. And it's a really, it's ideal for you, uh, Leicester Y. And it, when I came out on stage, and reaction and hearing that noise for the first time in 18 months. Yeah. And I was so choked up. I was absolutely, you know, I was very, I felt very weepy. Of I course. Felt, I was, you know, I, I had to really fight back with tears and it really surprised me because um, I, I didn't know I was that sentimental, but I really am. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's a massive part. It's been 40 years of your life. What's one of the things that you love about touring and what do you hate? Is there anything that you specifically love and any part of it that you go, oh, I dread this bit? Oh, there, there's, I think with this show, because it's called 60 for fuck's sake, so it's about turning 60, and there is a, a sort of, not a narrative arc, but there is a sort of through line about, which is basically dreading 60, getting used to it, and then ultimately deciding, deciding that it's like one of life's sweet spots. But there is a bit in the first half where I'm basically saying why I was dreading it. And I can feel the audience going, yeah, but why? Okay, we just that. All right, fine. Can we have the funny stuff? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like me saying, no, this is your meat and veg, and we're just we're going to have lots and lots of pudding in a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you have to listen to this because otherwise the second half doesn't have any point. Oh, beautiful. What's something that you love about touring? I I do love being on stage when it's going really really well, and there's that sort of. Oh, just that magical thing that you've got with the audience and people, you know, when people are really laughing. It's yeah. just the sound of people laughing. It's I'm, a, really, it's, I'm it, a laughter junkie. It's, a, it, it's uh, No, it's not. It's amazing, isn't it? It feels like such, it feels gorgeous. It's such a lovely, beautiful connection moment. I always feel like it's a Kodak moment when you're on stage with the bright lights on you and you can hear them laughing. If I could just take a picture of that, it's my happiest times in life. 
It's just yeah, that moment. Yeah. It feels so... And I like dressing rooms. I don't know how... Yes, I, mean, I like... Yeah, but only when they've got proper lighting. I like that that hour by myself. Yes. When those views allowed to interrupt me. Yes, very and much so. It's a very private kind of space. Very much and, so. And I quite like that. I tell you what I don't like that I can never handle. And it, I always come across as rude and I don't mean to. If people or audiences see me before the show, like I've arrived at the venue and I'm just walking through and they come up and they want a selfie or something, I always feel like it will jinx it. And I'm like, no, please, oh, yeah. can we have one not afterwards? Not yeah, yeah. Afterwards, but not now. No, this, it's not right beforehand. It, it, it certainly isn't. It's like receiving money for a gig before you I, do it. I never take it. I never, d- yeah, I never take it. I'm always like, pay me afterwards. Do not pay yeah. me before because I swear to God, I'll die on my ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I still feel the same. Are you gigging tonight? Next gig I've got is on Thursday when I'm going to Camberley. So um, I'll be going to Camberley, Stamford and then Salford. So I've got a few more places to play thank you so much for jumping on the phone and talking to me i really appreciate it any old time you know that i really appreciate it how many gigs have you got to the end of the run about 14 about 14 left and then i'm done i've probably got about 16 something like that before a break for christmas because the pantos go in so um i have a break Gorgeous. Well, it have so, a well-deserved break. And, um, yeah, you too. You have fun and enjoy yourself and drive safely and love to Bernie. Okay? I will. Thanks, Jenny. Lots of love to you too. Take care. Bye-bye, love. Bye. Oh, Jenny Eclair. What a legend. I love Jenny Eclair.